This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. That guy's a big fat liar. I'm not an expert at anything anymore. You can't be. Because cars aren't cars anymore. They're glorified electric golf carts anymore. Josh Hancock joining joining me. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you got that off (laughs) right away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joshcar.com. Hollywood car consultant, the guy that matches the car with the character in all things film and television. And, um, yeah, but EV sales are slowing down, I'll tell you right now. And there's some other things that are kind of finally starting to, you know, rise up a little bit. And then there was some news about this company, VinFast, that uh, evidently some of the journalists don't like this car. Now, I don't know hardly anything about VinFast. It's a new, I think it's a Korean car company or something. No. What is it? It is from Vietnam. Vietnam, that's what it is, yeah. And there is a particular investor that has, I think, in excess of $4 billion of his own money in it. Holy mackerel. And the Vietnamese government has invested heavily, so we know they're not going to go anywhere. Ah. You know, unlike, you know, the fact that several, like Atlas, which was a truck manufacturer, has gone down. You know, there's a few others, and, and we keep watching Rivian to make sure they're going to be okay. Right. Uh, VinFast, unfortunately, they haven't met any of their targets. If they had gotten to market with an inexpensive electric car, they would have been right in the sweet zone. But they haven't gotten there, and, of course, their prices are going up, and now other manufacturers are, are more competitive. And are you going to buy an unknown brand? Right. You know, it you know, it all comes back to the traditional car business in many respects. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that uh you just said it in a nutshell. I ain't buying a car from a company that doesn't have track record because it's yeah. a pain. Nobody wants to deal with having anything repaired or recalled anyway. So you look at the track record of the car company and you go, wow, Hondas are good. Subarus are good. Toyotas are good. GM and Ford is good. Dodge is good. You know, you go ahead and look. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start coming into WXYZ car companies that are like, those I don't know about. So I think people have a lot of trepidation when they go to buy these things. And well, I, and, and the track record of Tesla, as far as servicing their cars, we won't good. talk about yeah. their quality and build quality, right. but people are so frustrated trying to get their cars serviced yep. that, that a lot of Tesla owners are turning to legacy brands because of that. And, yeah. and we're seeing more of their cars getting traded in because they can't drive into a dealership. Yeah, you're right. I have a friend, by the way, who's from the automotive industry. I think I could tell you his name, but you know him. He was the president of a brake company. Anyway, (laughs) and he bought a Rivian or put a down payment on it. And he sends me a text the other day. He goes, you think I should still get that Rivian? And I'm like, I'm not going to give you any advice on that. 
because I could be wrong, I could be right, but these are decisions you have to make. So I don't know what he's going to do, but, you know, when you see a car company starting to, you know, falter, it's not fun to think of having to get things serviced and fixed. And, you know, you, and, and when you're going to spend a hundred grand on a, a vehicle like that, man, what's going to happen to the value of it if the company starts to go towards BK or something, you know? Well, you know, that is so true, especially when we look at Lucid. Yeah. Because Lucid started at 180000 then right. they brought out a cheaper car at one thirty, and they have promised a car at eighty five, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah, well, we talked about this it's, a couple weeks ago. The stock prices of most of these car companies like this have really taken a hit. Yeah. And it was Lucid, Fisker, and Rivian all, I won't quote the numbers because they changed so quickly, but they've all taken a massive massive hit on their stock value. All right, hold on. I was going to call you Scott, Todd, Josh, whatever the heck your name is, Josh Hancock. Uh, Josh is driving. So the next segment, by the way, will be for rich people, the wealthy, because he's driving an Aston Martin DBX 707. I don't even know what that is. See, I'm not an expert. I'm just a car guy. We'll be right back. Oh, oh knock it off. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, it is the drive all across America. Josh Hancock joining us, Hollywood car consultant. I said to Josh, I said, I'm not an expert at anything anymore. I'm just, and he goes, no, you could be an expert at manure. (laughs) And I have bulls too. So it'd be bull manure or BS, which you can't say on the radio. But uh, yeah, and I have some on my shoe right now because I was just with my animals over there. I'm yeah. just going to let you talk your way through that one. I don't need to say thanks. <laughs> so, it's Josh, great. what is an Aston Martin DBX 707? What is this vehicle? Is it an SUV, so, and station wagon, yeah. minivan Aston, from Aston Martin? What is it? Aston Martin answered the call of the SUV market with the DBX. And the DBX battles... Lamborghini Urus and Bentley Bentayga. And so they're all premium SUVs, but the Aston was actually just a little slower than those other vehicles. So they came out with the 707, 
which is 698 horsepower. Wow. And it is, it is the fastest petrol-powered SUV on the planet. So it's an SUV, yes. SUV. It is. It, I, you know, it weighs in at 6,250 pounds. Oh, man. That's like yeah. Chevy Tahoe kind of weight. That is. Wow. That is uh, in excess of three tons. Yes. Yeah. It is a heavy vehicle, but Athens are heavy anyway, even though they're aluminum. I was going to say, they're a yeah. lot of aluminum. How can it be so heavy? Lots of cowhide. I don't know, but of course the interiors in Athens are just, I mean, you know, the headliner is leather. Everything's leather. The speaker covers are leather. It's just amazing. You smell like you're in a fine shoe. I think if I uh, was to drive this to my, uh, my little farm, all my cows would run to the other end as fast because they would smell all that dead cow. That's right. Well, (laughs) so, you know, this, vehicle in comparison to its counterparts is a better handling. I mean, it handles like a sports car, this big, heavy thing. Just is so composed, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's where we are with technology. Yeah, And comfortable. I mean, at $270,000, it should be. Gosh. (laughs) Um, The detraction from this vehicle is its technology needs to be updated. It uses a Mercedes system that's a little dated. So if you're way into tech, you might be a little disappointed but as when i bring that up to anybody they're like well you don't drive this car for tech and i agree with that but you know we've all come to a point where we're kind of used to the bottom line minimum of things you know operating really well and easily and i've never liked the way the mercedes system operates anyway and this is not a touch screen so you have to use a touch pad or a spinning wheel so it's kind of dated you know it's funny cuz you said something there that kind of stopped my brain from working for a minute 270,000 bucks yeah i mean in parts of the midwest and parts of the country that's what a house costs that is uh, correct which that yeah. That actually is an inexpensive house in the world today because the dollar is not worth very much. Yeah. I went into a gas station the other day, and I was having a little bit of a sugar craving like I do every day about six times. And I wanted to buy some peanut M&Ms. They were $1.79 for a little mm. package of, you know, what is there, 27 M&Ms? I'm going to count next time. And I thought a dollar seventy nine for a little fifty cent or twenty five cent package of M and M's. Am I that old, or is the dollar just worth that little? That this car at two hundred and seventy thousand dollars SUV, is it worth that much, or is our money not worth that much? That's the paradigm that my brain cannot get over. It's like money is just it's like lost something. Because, I mean, well, again, it's, it, it's a wealthy person. It's Come. funny because in that range of the other vehicles that I have mentioned, the Aston's actually cheaper, and the Ferrari that is coming out, which they don't want to call an SUV, they want to call a big sedan or something, <laughs> that is starting at 398 Oh, that is so silly. 
That is just so silly. But you know what? If you have to ask how much, you can't afford it anyway. So it's you know, here's here's my checkbook. Just go ahead and fill in the numbers. Yeah, but as with everything, when you when you buy a pair of sunglasses, you know we 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 have Ray Bans and we have all the brands, and they're around a hundred dollars. Or you can go down to Hollywood and spend three to five. I know. I know. It's what you live in a different world. Hold on a second. We'll take a break. Josh Hancock from Hollywood. We'll the word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, Josh Hancock joining us, joshcar.com. He's the Hollywood car consultant. Uh, Josh, let's do a wrap-up on this SUV from Aston Martin, the DBX 707, $270,000. So uh, I don't think the people that have enough money to afford that actually listen to the radio they, they actually have it downloaded into their brain, all the information they want to know. So um, the average listener of this program wouldn't uh, perhaps be the, the correct uh, buyer for this car, do you think? Uh, probably not, <laughs> but you might be surprised. You know, like you, some of these people have a lot of money set to the mattress. Oh, oh, in a can in the backyard, you're right. <laughs> you, just don't, you just don't send it. You know um, what? When, when my dad passed away, we were thinking... I hope he didn't forget to tell us if there was anything in the backyard buried, you know. <laughs> he was 93. It's like, oh, poop. All right, get the rototiller out. Let's go into the backyard and see what we can find. <laughs> um, oh. So, I mean, what I want to say is in this realm, yes. up against its competitors, this is just a fantastic vehicle, and the handling is amazing. And I think like their other products versus their competitors, it's a real gentleman's car, and it's it's a little bit more subtle than some of those other cars, and it's just it it truly is impressive to drive it. Well, I'm glad they let you drive it. They won't let me drive it because I have cow poo on my shoes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's fine they know, with me. They know you're going to tow a John Deere with it. <laughs> I had to take a call in the commercial break because I'm buying some yeah. parts for my John Deere and Josh is laughing. All right. Now, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Hollywood and a movie sequel that's been announced. And you're the Hollywood car guy. So uh, give us five minutes worth of that. Well, I was, I was going to start with the fact that we're in a writer's strike. Oh, and- boy. When there's a writer's strike and the town kind of shuts down, every production that was on the street is shut down. And what one doesn't realize is how many trucks it takes to make a movie. So, you know, your average movie will have 40 to 60 pieces of equipment to tow those trailers and fuel trucks and Jenny trucks. And so there are streets in Hollywood that you go down that have 
40 and 50 box trucks just parked end to end <laughs> because Man. all these trucks are parked now. Right. Wow. And there's a lot of businesses that jumped in and bought a lot of trucks and we'll see who ends up on the other side of this depending on how long it is. But it's very difficult when you're floating those types of payments and nothing rented. Oh, big time. Well, you know, Not who was it? Dennis Quaid is pushing a lot of Hollywood to take, you know, kind of the Hollywood uh, movie making business to Texas. I don't know if you saw that story. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of folks are doing that now. You know, what one has to understand about why the movie industry is here, there's two main reasons. One is we have about every type of background available that you need. Right. And Secondly, because it became Hollywood, we built this base of operations. So your crew is here and your equipment is here. Right. Talent, everything. Even when you go to a place like Atlanta and Georgia, which has all these tax credits, they actually make more movies there. You're still pulling your crew from New York and California because that's where everybody lives. Well, fair enough. All right. Give us the info on this uh, movie sequel they announced. What is it? So the sequel, and not a lot of people are going to know this movie, but your audience will just love the movie from the title, is Lord of War. (laughs) 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 And Lord of War was directed by a director that I've worked with, and I can call my friend, his name is Andrew Nichol, I made a movie called Gattaca with him. Lord of War is this great story of ammunition flowing all over the world and arms dealers and it follows you know a bullet being made in some country and where it ends up and Mm. it's highly stylistic and he also loves older lincoln continentals so they always show up in his movie nicholas cage is Ah. coming back and he's going to reprise the role in this one i thought i saw an announcement with him just the other day about this that's interesting okay Andrew just makes highly stylistic movies, and every car he puts in a movie, he thinks about, I'm waiting for the phone call. I talked to him the other day, and we'll talk about cars a little bit for this, but it's just really well done. The opening of the original Lord of War follows a bullet being manufactured in a factory, and the camera is the point of view of the bullet, and it follows it all the way to being shipped across the world and then put into a gun, and then you follow the bullet through as it gets shot and he does this take of the bullet entering a body. It is, it is amazing. And nobody's ever done what he did. So if you watch Lord of War, I mean, it's a little gruesome. And at the same time, (laughs) the creativity in which he shot this is just amazing. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. cool. Well, Josh, thank you, buddy. Our, our Hollywood car consultant. Uh, you can find out more about Josh at joshcar.com and all social media at Josh Carr. You can find him if you uh, want. Josh Carr, Inc. on Instagram. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's, yeah, very good. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Alan. Have fun in that Aston Martin DBX 707. Be careful out there. We'll be I right back. I just can't get by the gas station. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another. We didn't even talk about that. All right. Anyway, we'll be right All back. Right. Stay with us. Thank you. 
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic, not domesticated. George Kennedy is now joining us. And uh, George is the uh, workaday guy. You could see him like driving a forklift on the docks, unloading a big giant freighter ship. He's just a regular guy. So thanks, I I think yeah, none of this two hundred and seventy thousand dollar Aston Martin DBX garbage, because uh, the average person cannot afford that. But George, I went into a convenience store at a gas station and I got some M and M's and it was a dollar seventy nine. See, I'm old enough to remember in the seventies when you could, and by the way, in the seventies I was already double digits. I was already, you know, thirteen in nineteen seventy three. I was born in sixty, so I remember. When a candy bar went from a quarter to like, you know, 30 cents or something, I was outraged. I was outraged. And now it's a dollar sure, seventy nine, you know? And I'm sure you had to push your AMC uphill both ways and three feet of snow <laughs> and you had to wind up your phone to use it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you don't know about <laughs> the phone that was connected to the wall, do you? You're not old enough. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm almost forty. Oh you know? well, I was barely. I was, I was, I was uh, barely, but among the transition, I'm I'm fluent in both, you know, modern tech stuff and and all your old man stuff. Old man, I love you. That's actually a, I take that as a compliment. Anyway, um, I know you do. By the way, the dollar store is no longer a dollar; it's a dollar twenty-five now. I just want people to know it happens, and it's happening again. George is driving something more workaday kind of regular guy vehicle, which is a, a Chevrolet Silverado 1500 pickup truck, Z71 Trail Boss diesel, but not the big Duramax diesel. This is the new inline six cylinder. A friend of mine has one. He loves it. Got really good fuel economy. Has, from what I think is probably too much towing capability for a half-ton truck. So, I, you know, we could talk about all this. But, yeah, give us a little bit. Did you say it's a Z71 or did I say that? We both did. So okay. it's, it's the Z71 Trail Boss that combines the two available off-road packages. So uh, it's a off-road. big, okay. tall, awesome for the trail. And it's got the diesel engine, so 305 horsepower, 495 pound-feet of torque. That gives you 13 thousand pounds and change of towing for a half but i think the 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 biggest takeaway because we get to drive really fancy trucks all the time we drive like 
stupid, you know, $90,000 luxury trucks that, you know, they might never see a look of dirt. This is the custom trim. So this is one of the lower tier trims and it's a breath of fresh air because the first thing you take away is that it's got a bench front seat with the fold down center console. It's got a column shifter. It's got rubber floors. It's got the smallest touchscreen possible from the previous generation truck almost. It's got more buttons than you would usually expect in a 2023 instead of, you know, in this modern era of more and more screens, if you prefer tactile over tech, this has as little tech as you might get in a new truck. And honestly, it's a work truck, right? It's ready to get out there on the trail or on the farm and, and take care of what you need. And frankly, in 2023 to have a, a vehicle with a column shifter, it's, it's, it just feels nice. <laughs> it's funny because I have a similar version of this truck. I have the 3500, which is, this one is a 1500. So they make a, a 15, a 25 and a 35. And so mine is the big honking dually four wheel drive, it's a cab and a half, so it's not four doors, but it does have clamshell doors. But I was towing, and I went through a way station, and my trailer weighed 20,000 pounds. And, Eesh. of course, I've got the big V8 Duramax, and so the whole combination was 30,000 pounds, truck and trailer. And because, the, you know, the truck with the, some of the tongue weight and all that in it is 10,000 pounds. And I was thinking that, 13,000 pounds towing for a half ton. If you have a nice travel trailer, a nice size one, you know, that's going to weigh that kind of weight. And uh, right, but, but it's still a half ton truck, so you have half ton brakes and all that stuff. But anyway, let's go ahead. Keep talking. Well, I think what's important, though, is that there are a lot of folks that might not need that, you know, top tier capability. No, I do. That I might know. occasionally need to do some towing. Like my girlfriend has a horse trailer. Wait a minute. You have a girlfriend? And I think it's... When did you get a girlfriend? Oh, boy. Here, here we right, go. Yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyways, <laughs> her horse trailer is like, I think, 10,000 pounds or something like that. Yeah, right. And, you know, her, I think it's a few-year-old Ford F-150, does like 12,000 12, pounds or something like that of towing. And you're not using it every day. So, you know, when we talk about capability, it's, you know, it's a, in the modern car market, it's can the vehicle do these different performance things without sacrificing other daily usability right. things like, like, is it easy to drive? Is it safe to drive? Well, do you have good ride, ride and like handling that? and comfort because my truck, I have to admit, yeah, it's pretty bumpy, especially when there's nothing on the trailer. <laughs> you know? So this is that inline six cylinder. It's relatively new. Give us a little bit of background on this as far as fuel economy when you're driving around. Give us a little of that. Well, so Chevy claims for the rear-wheel drive Silverado with this engine, this turbo diesel engine, they're claiming 23 and 33. I didn't do as well because I was doing 33 stuff miles to the gallon on the highway. With I know. That's, I know. Wow. That's one of those kind of believe it when I see it things, your mileage will vary. I didn't do as well because, you know, this past weekend, Mother's Day, I was doing a lot of landscaping at my parents' house and was picking up load after load of bark mulch. And so, so you actually put you know, it to use. Nice. I did truck stuff with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah good, good, <laughs> and good. Well, the, other, the other feature that it is, so it's got a, it's a, the spray and bed liner, great oh, feature. That's nice, yeah. And then it's got the GM Multiflex tailgate, which oh, have you played nice. with that at all? You know what? I have, and it's it's a wonderful thing. I just, my, my truck's too old. It just has a regular old tailgate, which 
It's, well, it's funny. It was funny. Even without that, a lot of the late model Chevy trucks have that bed step cut into the ends of the rear bumper. Yeah, mine so, does. Sorry. <laughs> I love I love a simple solution to a complex problem. You know, no moving parts. That said, loading in the mulch was really easy because you were able to open the tailgate and then open the smaller clamshell piece so you could get closer to the middle of the bed so you could load stuff farther in. That was really helpful. Yeah, and also, were you scooping out with, like, a shovel? We were doing uh, bags of mulch. So bags, I think okay, I did gotcha. uh, two... Two truckloads. Oh, so you didn't have bags. like a, a, a big front end loader just dump it into the back? No, no, because <laughs> that I'm was going to make wow. a pile on my parents' driveway that I would have well, to then move with wheelbarrows and, and, and then a, having to give it, task. give it back to General Motors going, uh, yeah, it's going to need like a $400 detail now. Sorry. How much, yeah, how sorry, much yeah. money is this vehicle, this 2023 Silverado Trail Boss? So. This, with all the options and everything, came in at $53,000, which, Alan, in the modern truck market, is not bad. No, no, it's not that bad at all. It's a pretty good deal. I was thinking it was going to be seventy. You know, fifty-three, incredibly capable. uh, You know, incredibly spacious and four-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive, right? Four-wheel drive. It has the features you need. Nothing you don't. I, this, I think, is it was a breath of fresh air in, in the era of modern Lux trucks. Well, oh, it's nice. All right, well, we'll talk a little more and continue on this conversation. George Kennedy, co-founder of Cartender.com, vice president of New England Motor Press Association, and he contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes Wheels, and right here on The Drive. And he'll be right back with more. Stay with us. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Well, it is The Drive All Across America, our show brought to you in part by Subaru and the new Outback. Go where love takes you. Subaru. George Kennedy joining us. You can find him at, uh, well, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> there's, I'm looking. George, I don't even know where to send him. There's so many places that you work and do stuff. What's the best place? Yeah, they'll, they'll- you know, the come, list, uh, the, come on, you can't ask me to pick a favorite among my clients. <laughs> oh, then let me do it. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, then fine. It's the drive with Alan Taylor. There we right? go. <laughs> You're so smart. Good for you. All right. Give me a wrap on this. Uh, final thoughts. Silverado 1500 Trail Boss Z71 four-wheel drive diesel, 13,000 pounds of towing. Overall, it seems like you really like the truck. Yeah, I mean, the big takeaway with the diesel is, you know, for any of your listeners that are sort of still thinking about, like, wow, diesel, that makes all that clacketing noise and it's kind of slow. It's, oh, it no. doesn't have any of that. No, They've done a quiet. really good job yeah. of kind of smoothing out the diesel sound. You really can barely tell. You can hear the, the turbo spool occasionally, but it's paired with the Chevy's 10-speed automatic transmission, and it does a really good job mm. of managing the power, keeping you in the power band, Smooth power delivery. It's a lively, which I've found very effective. And then once again, the fact that $53,000, you have a truck that has 
tons of space, tons of capability, and it doesn't have a lot of the superfluous things that if you're actually going to use a truck for truck things, you're like, well, I don't want leather to get scratched. Well, this has cloth seats, rubberized floor, the column shifter, which opens up, you know, more space. And as the front bench seat, which the middle part of that folds down and you have a really good center console with cup holders. So if you are going to be doing real truck things, this is a great truck for that. Yeah, nice. I I couldn't agree more. I have a uh, Jeep right now, Gladiator, that's the little V6 uh, diesel that is just fantastic. And it's quiet. It's quiet. And I get, you know, 29 miles to the gallon on the highway and... I can't complain. I really like it. And um, diesel and, and kind of regular gasoline, you're paying a little more for diesel these days, but it's not as, as far apart as it used to be, you know, as far as gasoline versus diesel. So it used to be that diesel was cheaper, and it, it actually takes less to make diesel fuel. I don't know why they charge more for it. They're penalizing us diesel lovers. Anyway, all right. I know you got to change gears. you got a Kia Seltos. Is this, uh, if I, it's a small or medium SUV, correct? It's a subcompact SUV that, you know, talking to Kia was a response to their dealers saying, look, we love the Soul, people love the Kia Soul, but they want a all-wheel drive entry in that subcompact class. So what they did was they created an all-wheel drive subcompact SUV that was a little more mainstream than the kind of offbeat, funky Soul and in doing so, they created a subcompact that really overachieves within the class. It's got some of the most cargo space in the subcompact SUV class. I was able to adjust my seat that I had adequate legroom, that I got out of the car, and then went and sat behind, quote-unquote, myself. And as you know, I'm six foot three. Right. So it has a cabin that can accommodate like actual full-size adults in, in both rows, which is great. Hmm. Um, one of the big things for... 2024, so this is the 2024 Seltos, is that the new turbocharged engine, which comes on the, the upper trims, it makes about 20 more horsepower, which, fine, in a 600 horsepower supercar, 20 horsepower is a drop in the bucket, but in a small crossover with under 200 horsepower, 20 horsepower is, you know, that's a 10% jump. Right. And you can feel that. And so, this small crossover, you know, we were driving around Newport, Rhode Island, you know, to stick with your theme of, of ultra-rich things. They've got some old windy roads, some cobblestone streets, some potholes, and this thing was great over all those different types of surfaces. Mm. They've done a really good job of sort of, you know, threading the needle between drivability, cornering ability, good turn-in, well-weighted steering, but also being able to soak up those bumps in the road that depending on where you live in the country, is just a reality of life. It's funny because Kia has kind of earned respect in the auto world, has it not? Yeah, I mean, I've been banging the drum for Kia for some time now. I mean, even before they came out with cars like the Stinger, which is a performance luxury sedan, in essence. It's got, you know, all you know, leather seats, heated and ventilated seats, great cornering. You know, I think they, they offer great value. Um, there are brands right now that we don't have to name that, that offer affordable vehicles that might have middling products. And Kia is not one of those brands. Kia gives an affordable product that I think offers a lot of value. I mean, 
Yeah. One of the big other changes for this year was the upgraded infotainment system. So, yes, but, but, it, it, oh, but, I'm but, take what? a break. Um, <laughs> Kia just announced recently they're not going to make the Stinger anymore. They're making the special edition as it phases out, which I'm a little bit sad. Well, they've about. gone, they've gone back and forth on that. All right, hold so tight. We'll talk on the other side more. Changes. Don't go anywhere. George Kennedy's all fired up about the Stinger and Kia. It's easy to get him excited. We'll be right back. Jesus <laughs> got a hold of me. I believe I'm getting dizzy. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. I don't know where that song came from, but it it seems to always play when George is on the show. George Kennedy. That is... That is Fat Boy Slim. That is the music video with uh, Christopher Walken dancing uh, midair in an, in an empty library. I I don't know. I now I gotta go see it. What movie was it? It's, no, it's the music video for Fat Boy Slim. Oh, I you're think. kidding? Oh, it's called what, what, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now I gotta watch it. Uh, George is uh, test driving a uh, new 2024. I know it's coming fast, isn't it? Kia Seltos. And uh, did you say how much this vehicle costs? So I haven't yet. It starts at $24,290. Oh. The range topping SX trim starts at just under 30000 And I believe there's a one option package on that top tier trim, which I recommend because it adds like ventilated seats and the hands-free lift gate for like 1200 bucks. So you're looking at a fully loaded small crossover for like $31,000. So the... DBX Aston Martin seven oh seven starts at two hundred seventy thousand. If you want, and I'm sure the options package, a standalone option on that, I bet is thirty thousand. I was going to say, right? if you want to load it up, you can probably get like a Kia Seltos for the options package. You That's know, right. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just so bizarre, but you know what? It takes all kinds of cars to fit all kinds of um, hungers for different kinds of things people need. So yeah, twenty four thousand and some change for a nice little SUV. But you you know you said something important. People go out and they they buy the entry level version, and then you know they get in their buddy's car and they've got air conditioned and ventilated seats or whatever. Like you said, you could get, and they're going, "Wow, this is really nice." I'll give you an example. My first Jeep I got back in twenty twenty one did not have heated seats and a heated steering wheel, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." 
How come? It's like, this is a loaded up thing. Well, you know, they put a little bit over here to make you think, oh, bigger stereo, bigger wheels and tires. But the stuff that really makes a difference, I live in a cold weather climate area in the wintertime. And now my new one, that it's a 2022 model, I got a diesel instead of a gas and I got heated and air-conditioned seats and a heated steering wheel. And I got to tell you, I love that. When I, you know, when you, you know how it is, you get in your car, it's freezing cold outside, you're wiping the snow off the windshield, and you get in, and maybe you started your car before you even got to it, so them seats are warm already, the steering wheel is hot. You hold on a hot steering wheel on a freezing cold day. Isn't that nice? Oh, I love it. Well, you know, but you pay for it. Depending on your priorities, even the base model, Seltos, you know, it, it, you're not going to compromise. It comes standard with all-wheel drive, which I think is really impressive. Yeah, that's, that's um, good for that price. Yeah, well, once you move into the upper trims, it becomes an optional thing. But base model comes standard with all-wheel drive. Comes standard with your your typical suite of driver assistance features. It comes standard with a touchscreen with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. You know, you move up another one to get the larger touchscreen, which is the sort of all of them have the same size bezel, but the upper trims have a larger screen within that bezel. So you get on all of them, CarPlay and Android Auto. The infotainment system, in my opinion, is great. And because this is largely a facelift of their original 2020 or 2021 model, you get some of the controls that were, you know, part of that design. So you get hard buttons, you get a tuning dial, a volume dial, you get buttons for radio and map to complement the touchscreen. And I love that redundancy. I think that is so important. We've talked about that. You know, if you ever get lost in the screens, to be able to jump back. So you're, you're minimizing distraction. Right. So, you know, they thought about this. They thought about how people interact with the car. And they made a vehicle that's just really easy to live with. Well, again, Kia has earned the respect of the industry for not only, you know, showing it could be done. If you offer an incredible warranty, you can enter a market and say, you know what? We believe in our cars. Here's a, you know, 100,000 mile warranty. So people were like, well, huh, they're owned by Hyundai, which is, you know, Hyundai's been around. It was around longer than Kia. And Hyundai makes gigantic ships and all kinds of things. So they're a big, big company, heavy equipment and all the rest. So they thought, well, 100,000 mile warranty, what do we got to lose? And then what Kia did, which I think is so smart, they started hiring a bunch of the uh, designers and they started making, and I'm playing this song, You're Beautiful. They started making some beautiful <laughs> machines. To your point, the uh, Kia Stinger that they're doing away with, I don't know why. It didn't have a long life. Um, the, um, what is the one, the, the, the little SUV that you, you couldn't even get your hands on one? The, the Telluride. The Telluride. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, George, thank you very much, sir. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you. Uh, George Kennedy III, and thanks to Kia for letting him drive the new Seltos. Um, we've got another hour to go, so hang with us. And uh, I don't think we're going to talk about any more $270,000 vehicles, so don't worry. Try and keep that to a minimum. <laughs> we'll be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. 
Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I've been uh, wondering when it was finally going to happen. Toyota bringing out the new Tacoma. And uh, evidently it was uh, like uh, yesterday or the day before. But uh, to talk more about it, all the way from Hawaii is uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach, carcoachreports.com. She is at the uh, the ride and drive for the new Tacoma. I mean, she's like still there. And uh, she just got done talking to the uh, the engineers and the designers and everybody. Lauren, thanks for joining us all the way from that horrible place, Hawaii. I know. <laughs> Someone's got to do this, you know. Well, you know, what the heck. So yeah, really. it's been uh, a long time. And is it all new or is it just a refresh? So give us the update. Okay, it's a lot. And so we just got a first look of the vehicle. There's going to be two ride and drive events coming up. So right now, the 2024 Tacoma is huge changes. First off, there are eight different trim levels. Wow. Three different configurations, new colors, and four different motors. That's just like the overview. And then there's a new 14-inch touchscreen in all of them. Huge screen, which is really nice. Toyota Safety Sense 3.0 is standard on all models, which is also really good. But they really thought about who's using this vehicle and let's build some monster vehicles because they had a lot of com- competition. You got the new Ranger, the new ZR2 Chevy, you got the Frontier. And so they're like, you know, you know what? Let's just kick some butt. And they did it. They did some great products. Oh, wow. So. When you said four motors, I mean, you must mean four engines, because now with all the electric cars, those are motors. Sorry, it's just yeah. a I know. Well, it's motor trend needs to change their name to, you know, engine trend. Engine trend. But actually, it'll, you know, if it's all about electric cars, it will be motor trend, but it'll be only electric cars. So, yes, we are old school enough to be able to say that. But anyway, yeah. eight so I'll tell levels. you what engines yeah. there are, because I think okay. people kind of want to know this. The base 2.4 liter, it comes in... They're all turbos, but the turbo hybrid has more. So they come in horsepower ratings of the base at 228 horsepower, the i4 is at 270. Then there's an upgraded one with the automatic at 278. And then the big monster is the i4 Max 2.4 liter turbocharged hybrid, 326 horsepower, 465 pound feet of torque. Wow. And that's, that's a lot. Th- those are all four cylinders, it sounded like. Yeah, and so what they did is they have the SR5, the TRD Freerunner, mm. then they have the TRD Sport, then they have the TRD Off-Road, then the Limited, and this year they added uh, Trail Hunter, and then the TRD Pro has the coolest seats you've ever seen. Mm. Like super awesome carbon fiber, heated, ventilated, <laughs> and all of that is on my Car Coach Reports channel. I got him to talk about the four main vehicles. So I did the introduction, and I let this guy go, and he's super passionate. 
Mm. So my son calls me the other day and he says, uh, hey, I helped Jack, his buddy, buy a really nice little Toyota. You know, it only has 168,000 miles. And when you hear somebody say it, it only has 168,000. It's not because, yet. you know, well, it's funny because nowadays it's not unusual. It's not unusual to see 300,000, 400,000 miles on some vehicles. But Toyotas are yeah. the ones that seem to make it that far all the time. You know? Well, it comes to maintenance no matter what you're driving. I mean, no matter any brand that you choose. And I think that's some of the things that people don't realize, that if you change the oil, check the tire pressure, you know, it needs ball joint bearings, timing belts, whatever, you do it. And if you do, you should keep your car a long time. And I think that's one of the things that Toyota's always had is the resale value on the Tacoma, they call it the Taco, just absolutely out of this world. So Island of Kona, where we are, all you see is Tacoma. Yeah. So I mentioned it to the guy at Toyota. He goes, it's the number one selling vehicle on wow. the island. Wow. And that's probably they why they... thousand people here, but... You know, it's probably why they good. launched it there, too. You know, I mean, of course, the weather's yep. nice, but... I mean, the weather's nice all over the country, for the most part. It's springtime, but... Actually, uh, the weather's nicer in Florida right now. It's kind of on the cooler side. Oh, it's that's in the funny. 70s. That's but funny. I'll take it. Better than snow. Yeah, well, for sure. We had a weird, long winter, didn't we? Um, yeah, we did. It's still cold in Buffalo. Lauren Fix over in Kona, Hawaii with Toyota. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be able to talk about the, the drive review on the vehicle. It's the new Tacoma for 2024. Eight trim levels. Four different engines. Crazy. We'll be right back with more It's the Drive. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America, talking about new vehicles. Lauren Fix joining us. She is the car coach, carcoachreports.com. You can see an interview with uh, one of the, uh, I don't know, the Lauren, what was the guy that you interviewed from Toyota? Sheldon Brown is the chief engineer Ah. for the Toyota Tacoma. He's super passionate, which I think makes it more fun to listen to him because it's like, you can go, oh, it's got this and that, but... Listen, no presenter can beat the guy who's super passionate about the brand. Well, he's and a I chief that's, engineer, too. That's so. so cool. Yeah. Okay, so this is available at your YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports, right? Correct. And okay. that's up there. It's long, but if you're thinking about a Tacoma, sit through it because this guy really makes it fun to listen to. I mean, I couldn't believe the time that flew by. He was just so excited. No, it's How good. About, he was like a kid at Christmas. All right. Now, I said... Maybe she can tell us about the ride and drive impressions on the driving impressions. Can you? 
No, I can't. We got us embargoed. But I can't tell you what we did drive here. Okay. We drove the Toyota Grand Highlander. But that's also embargoed till the 30th of the month. I got... Jeez! It's, oh, no, you know how this goes. I know. You, you've, I've seen you on a million drive events. Yep. And they just lock us down because they want to make sure everybody releases information. I did drive the new Ranger. I knew, drove the new Ranger Raptor. But there's other cars and trucks that are out there. But I do want to inform people of one thing. There's something that I saw in the news, and I really want people to be aware that the Grand Cherokee 2014 to 2016, if you have one or you have a friend that has one with the power liftgate, there's a massive recall going on right now. And the reason for that recall is because the um, water is getting into the tailgate area and it's causing it to catch fire. So they're saying if you get a 2014 to 2016 Cherokee, park it outside away from any structure. That's a pretty serious warning. All right, now wait a minute. There's millions of these cars out there. You said 2014 to 2016 Grand Cherokee. No, just Cherokee. It says Cherokee owners. Okay, just Cherokee. It says they're going to recall 130,000 vehicles due to Problems with a power lift gate. This is right off the presser. I would agree. Um, I would. Well, the power I lift gate is doo doo. I would. I would agree to that. It's doo doo. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, scary. <laughs> okay. When that when NHTSA puts out a, a recall and you're thinking, uh oh, I got one of these in the garage, or my buddy does, or my neighbor does, yeah. tell him. Yeah. You know, park it outside. Call the dealer. Whenever there's a recall, call the dealer. Talk to the service department. Find out what's going on. Get it fixed. Because if you don't, these are the kind of things that are problems. Well, you know what's funny is. You know that's that's a uh, recall. And it's funny we haven't heard about any real wild recalls on. Oh, there's uh, one. There's one. Well, but Nobody's I was going to say. Talking about it hold on. I was going to say on internal combustion cars because it's all been focused on, you know, the EVs with all kinds of weird, you know, fires catching all over the place. So this is like one of the unusual ones for me because i i don't know maybe i just yeah. haven't been paying attention Usually it's what's electric the, cars and the yeah. battery and things but there's one that's with the remember the takata airbags how many times we've been back and forth right with that? right right the recall well now the u.s is demanding mm. demanding that's a pretty bold statement coming from a, a regulatory agency right 67 million airbags oh my god to be recalled they're in players including a recall that's nearly 1 million GM vehicles in the U.S. Um, And the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is demanding this, that they're saying that one of the suppliers has an airbag defect, and they're all being rejected by U.S. regulatory, and they want it handled. And this ARC airbag is in General Motors cars, Stellantis, BMW, Hyundai, Kia vehicles. I don't have a specific list because they did not offer it, but they're saying that if you look Enclave, Chevy Traverse, GMC, Acadia from 2014 to 2017, I and mean, mm. that's a lot of cars. Yeah. I mean, so think if you got a question, of... like I said, you're, even if you don't even think you're on this list, go online, put in your year, make, and model, and then put in recall. When you say go online, are you talking about to NHTSA National Highway Traffic Safety? No, any browser. You can do it on any browser. Oh, really? Whatever. Wow. Duck, duck, go, Google, yeah. whatever. Wow. Go in there and put in... 2014, whatever it is you got, or whatever you're driving. And then yeah. put in the word recall and hit return. Ah. And it pops up. Yeah. You've got a recall. You can yeah. print it out. You can call the dealer and say, listen, I see there's a recall on my car. They may not even have contacted you yet. And if you're early, you could get it fixed early. Yeah, you know. Now, if you're I, saying, yeah, it's not a recall, you can also do the same thing. Take out the word recall and put in these three letters. T, S is in Sam, 
TFB. That's Technical Service Bulletin. TFB. Mm. And hit return. And you'll get a full list of your vehicle, no matter what year it is, on what the recalls are or mm. things that can be done if you got a problem. I went to the Jeep dealer to get my oil changed the other day, and they said, hey, there's two recalls. Uh, some sort of a latch on your done. tailgate. And uh, some of the... He goes, we'll take care of them while it's here. And uh, That's so I, cool. Yeah. You're lucky. All right, well, I, I feel fortunate. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Lauren Fix with us. One more segment. This is The Drive. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Well, it is the drive all across America. I'm Alan Taylor. Lauren Fix, my little sister. Another one of my little sisters. Uh, she's not really my sister, but we're she's a brother from another mother's sister. Can I say that? Or sister from another mister? Maybe Something that's like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, works. <laughs> Car Coach Reports. We're old friends. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you can find her also on all forms of social media. She is out there. At Lauren Fix. Yeah. At Lauren Fix and Car Coach Reports, and pretty much you'll find her. Lauren, so you mentioned something. We talked about the new 2024 Tacoma. Eight trim levels, four engines, gigantic 14-inch touchscreen. Can't talk yep. about the driving impressions quite yet, but... Uh, I know. Uh, it's, they got it's, us locked down. Yeah, it's coming. You did mention, though, a competitor to that vehicle, which is the Ford Ranger Raptor. Not just a Ranger, well, but the Ranger Raptor. There's a Ranger and a Ranger Raptor. It's right. all new. That's I mean, right. completely Wait, new. wait, wait, wait. There's video on it. Hold on. You mean the Ranger and the Raptor are not the same? It's not just a Raptor version well, of it? There's a Raptor version, but it is quite different. It's quite different. It's okay. a wider body. It's got a different frame. Okay. I mean, it's, it's got wow. serious power. Wow. It's cool. Oh. I well, like so cool. You drove uh, it. What did you think? Yeah. The 2024 Ford Ranger and Ranger Raptor. First off, the Ranger has a new screen, and that was a big thing. It's got standard safety, which is also new. There's a lot of changes for this vehicle, and I think that's one of the things people don't realize. When you change a vehicle, you've got to change everything. And so when they created the, the Ranger, they said, okay, we, what do people want? They want more technology. They want a bigger screen. They want more engine choices. So now you've got the regular 2.4 liter plus there's a 2.7 engine. Mm. But they said, you know what? It's not enough. You know, the 12-inch screen, which is two inches smaller than the Tacoma, it's always a contest with these guys. I know. Absolutely hysterical. I just laugh because it's like, oh, I got a bigger screen than you do. It's like, oh, okay, that, that, <laughs> that's it. But they removed some of the blind spots. They changed the body for all the trim levels. They made it safer, easy to clean, LED headlights and taillights. I got to talk to you about the Raptor, though. It, it's just so cool. So it, it goes with a bigger engine, of course, because you got to have power. And as a, a Raptor person, it's got a three-liter EcoBoost V6, same engine that's in the Bronco Raptor, but detuned, 405 horsepower, 430 wow. pound-feet of torque. It rides on 2.5 Fox live valve shocking, 
they had a watch a link rear suspension and it, basically they de- they changed the tuning on the motor so it wasn't the same as the Bronco right. and the Bronco is a completely different like the next step up this is like slightly a step down not because of the drive line but they tuned it for a different application essentially right uh, but it does have a- active exhaust it has unique drive modes of course all these things have the pro trailer assist and 7,500 pounds of towing capacity, 17 and 18 inch wheels. They're really like, when you open up that Raptor interior and you see the center markings on the steering wheel and the Raptor details and the word Raptor in there and it's got a Baja mode and all that, you're like, I could drive this. <laughs> that, that could work. <laughs> you know, you said, it, it's pretty you, popular. Said, you said something about uh, active exhaust. Mm-hmm. Does the Raptor, the, the other Raptors have that as well? Yeah. The, big the Bronco Raptor. Raptor has it, the Raptor R has it, and the uh, regular Raptor has it. Active exhaust means it, it changes the exhaust note and it lets it breathe a little bigger, bigger nostrils, you might say. Well, I kind of like it on Baja mode all the time. So what? when I get in the vehicle, I, I fire it up and move it to Baja mode because I have a Bronco Raptor if I'm waiting on my Raptor R, but it's nice. You just you hit the button and like, going, you know, it's late at night, you're coming home, you're like, eh, I want to tick off the neighbors. You just press the button down to silent, and you can just cruise in like a normal car, and no one even knows you're there. Good thing my kids didn't have that when they were younger, because they would sneak in at night, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. So 7,500 pounds of towing, that's pretty good, yep. actually, for a kind of a mid-sized yeah. truck, because you don't yeah. want the tail I mean, wagging the dog. a lot of competition. Yeah. you got the Chevy ZR2, you got the Frontier, and, you know, obviously the Frontier is not that intensity level, even though they have an off-road. But the Tacoma and the Ranger and the ZR2 are like the three fighting it. They're duking it out for your business. Well, what do you so if think? If you're thinking about a small truck, drive them all. What do you think about Ram? I mean, there's kind of a Dakota missing they, from their lineup, they, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I Honestly, I think they would make a killer truck. I know. The Ram truck is excellent. But if they could take that Ram truck and do a baby Ram, oh, that would be cool. I don't know what right. they call it, but Dakota would have to be the name. You can't call it cheap. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's funny, but maybe they're just looking at the uh, Jeep since it's all under that Stellantis brand as their right, midsize. Right, the Gladiator. The Gladiator is yeah. kind of like that. I right. mean, that's a pretty cool vehicle. No, that's I. That's what I have. I I I like my Gladiator. It's kind of right sized. You know, right. Um, I have a big GMC one ton dually crew cab for when I have to pull that's the big trailer. But you know, I mean, driving around town. Yeah, my husband things, drives a dually. He loves it. Yeah. But all guy driving it. driving around town in those big old trucks is really a pain in the butt. So I, I like to get in my little Jeep, and you know I've had it for a year now. In June next month, and I have not yet had any of the top panels or the top off or anything, um, because when it's hot, you want air conditioning. Too when hot. it's cold, right? You know you don't want the air blowing all over you. So I don't know. I, I guess it's like a. I got the same thing. You know. I've got the Bronco Raptor. I've had it for over a year. I love it. It's killer in the winter because i live in buffalo and we get that wicked snowstorm and i just got in that thing and they're like well you can't go anywhere but i had to meet jim cantori from the weather channel so i said you know what i'm taking the bronco raptor i use mailboxes guideposts rooster tails of snow i'm like that's my kind of truck and you know what? i have never taken the roof off of it. uh, and when it's hot it's like for us it's too hot and when that's it's cold, right i guess i need to eat that's right all right you can find lauren fix uh, that whole big uh, interview she did with the chief engineer for the new Toyota Tacoma is on her YouTube channel, which is Car Coach Reports. Check out her website, carcoachreports.com, and add Lauren Fix on social media. Lauren, thank you. Anytime, Alan. Thank you. I know you're in a bikini right now going back out to the beach in Hawaii. Have fun. Don't get sunburned. Don't get sunburned. <laughs> Don't pay the price.
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And thanks to our sponsor, Subaru, and the new Outback. Go where love takes you, Subaru. Now joining us is my buddy, my pal, Brian Moody. He's executive editor of Auto Trader and uh, also does a lot of work with KBB, uh, uh, Kelly Blue Book. Uh, Brian, uh, just before you get Who, going. Me? Yes. Uh, just before. Oh, are we? <laughs> We're on the air. Are we starting? <laughs> did just you? Kidding. Did you, I know? Did you hear Lauren just mention this sixty-seven million airbags recall? I know you, because yes. you guys are in the know on this stuff. But I was thinking about a pile of airbags that was sixty-seven <laughs> million tall. Think about the mountain of airbags. What would they do? With this recall, if they got had to get all these airbags, and then you know they have like explosives in them, right? So what? Yeah. The, what? What would they do with these things? You know, it's it's an uh, interesting. They'd have one. to like probably incinerate them or melt them down. I know people are going to make the connection, and you know, to the Takata airbag story from right. a couple of years ago. Right. It's a little different. It's it's not quite the same because it's not the actual igniter that explodes there's there's shrapnel that results from the installation of it some mm. some have it some don't it was it's basically from welding it's like welding slag mm. and everybody who took high school metal shop is now rejoicing that they took high school metal shop because they know what welding slag is <laughs> welding um, slag <laughs> i know this is a great word isn't it well you know what i had some pizza slag the other day when i bit in and it was really hot and it went <laughs> and just dripped all over me same kind of thing welding slag pizza yes. hot pizza juice yes. yeah same kind yes. of thing yeah. equal in temperature by the way for the most part yeah i have a scar on my face it's in the shape of a drip of pizza juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's, it's a potential thing. But the interesting thing about it is that the maker of the thing is basically saying, no, we won't recall it because that's not necessary. But Nitsa's going, excuse me, you they won't do, be. Yeah, yeah but yeah. this is what I think the issue is. If you read the Nitsa document very closely, it's the company who makes the airbags as a package, as a supplier to many other automakers, they're saying we don't believe such a 
sweeping recall is needed. Uh-huh. So it's not that they're saying it's not necessary. It's that they're saying that they seem to be indicating the scope of it is the problem. So it's like this. This is something that you learn when you're like going to buy something. Like if you go to the store and you ask for, hey, um, do you think I could get a discount on my, um, my home loan or whatever? And the person says, well, we don't traditionally do that. Okay, what about non-traditionally? Right. You see what I mean? Like there's always it. these little words that people add right. that indicate it's a tell. It's like, well, well, I, I don't normally you know, steal. Okay. So you do steal, but only some of the, right. You know, see what I mean? And not, I don't right, normally right, do that. Right. So it's funny you say that because I have a quad. I took it in to get it repaired at a, um, appliance and mower centers, what the name of the place is. And, uh-huh. and then it says small engine repair. Well, to me, this is a small engine in a quad, right? So I had taken my side by side, which was a Yamaha, and I took it in there and they put a new clutch in it and they did all kinds of like really heavy duty stuff, right? So I thought, well, of course they're going to work on my quad because it's smaller, small engine repair, than the side-by-side. So I went in there and I started unloading it and I thought, you know, I better go ask. So I go in and I go, hey, I'm just out back here unloading my quad because I want to have you guys just give it a tune-up. He goes, oh, well, we don't normally work on those. I said, uh, what do you mean normally? You worked on my side-by-side. He goes, yeah, but we don't normally work. I go, what do you mean normally? It says small engine repair. It's so it's exactly that point. You know that they didn't want to work on it. And I'm like, what wow. is this? You know why? Because it's just a little tune-up and an oil change, and they can't make enough money. But on the clutch job now, cha-ching, cha-ching, right? $1,700 yeah. for a clutch in a little side-by-side. Anyway, you know what? Don't get me going, Brian. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so as opposed to that experience, I had a similar experience, except they were minus the one word. I took my car to be repaired, and the guy said, we don't work on sobs. Oh, well, there's, a, there's the one word right there. Your car Done. is not I a car. Go your, your car is a sob. It's not actually a car. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, so I felt like that was good to know because, I mean, let's face it. Do you really want to go to a place where they say we don't work on those cars? Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, I was already there. Yeah. And yeah, it's inconvenient to drive someplace different. But do you honestly want to work on? You want someone to work on your car that they just got done saying they don't work on those? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I well, wouldn't. Well, you know what's I want, funny? I want to make them. I went from there. He says, try the Polaris dealer down the street, right? And this is a Yamaha. So I went ahead and went to the next you know, place in line, you might say, to to have some tune-up work done on this little quad. And I go in there, and I wait for the guy. He's on the phone 15 minutes, and I'm sitting there noodling on Facebook and just trying to waste time. Finally, the guy goes, can I help you? And I go, yeah, I've got this Yamaha. What year is it? I go, I don't know. It's 2007. He goes, we don't work anything older than 2010. You know, And I'm like, wow. It's like they don't work on anything older than 2010. So, well, okay. Uh, wow. So let's add context just for fairness, right? Don't you live in like Tumbleweed Junction, middle of nowhere? Oh, I live in Petticoat Junction, Grants Pass, Oregon. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and the location of your, let's just call it a compound, is not exactly <laughs> Branch not exactly, Davidian. You know, city center. <laughs> right. 
okay, what's that got to do with anything? They don't have any newer vehicles in that here, hardly. <laughs> All we sell are Clark bars and knee-high. That's a snack bar. <laughs> you got to go into town if you want. So listen, so I finally... The guy finally says, we don't work on it. But he hands me a business card. It's like the most basic business card. It says, Dave, work on small engines, ugh. And then his phone number. So I call Dave, and I tell him what I have. And he says, yeah, bring it on over. I go up to this guy's place, a manicured, really nice property. He has a nice shop next to his house. And it's just a guy working on uh, vehicles, you know, and I mean, uh, off-road vehicles and what have you. And I am so glad I found this guy because you know what? Customer service, I'm at his house. If he doesn't do a good job, I said, I, I know you're going to do a good job because your house is right there. I'll go knock on your front door and talk to your wife, right. you know? Anyway, ugh. all right, we'll take a break. Brian Moody, when we come back, has got uh, some uh, inside scoop on electric vehicle tax credits because not all vehicles get them unless you know brian moody at autotrader.com well at least he's got the loophole for you we'll be right back The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Why isn't the guy saying anything? He's not saying, here's Alan Taylor. Okay, don't worry about it. It's Alan Taylor, The Drive with Brian Moody. <laughs> Sitting there waiting. I'm like, I like this song, Enter the Sandman, but where's the announcer? Anyway, uh, he's on it. Oh, is he? He's in the bathroom. Never mind. Brian Moody's joining us. And here's I'm Alan Taylor. <laughs> I love that. Live radio here across America on The Drive. Brian is with autotrader.com and he works with KBB, Kelly Blue Book, also executive editor. Electric vehicle tax credits. Some get it and some not so much. What is the loophole? That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. The the Biden administration passed this thing called the Inflation Reduction Act. And there's probably many different shows we could kill talking about the minuses and then and then, and then the minuses. Don't get me started. And then, and then maybe some of the pluses. But one of the pluses, and I do believe that this was well-intentioned by the people that left it in, was that for electric cars, the cars have to be built in America or in, in a, or parts and pieces of the battery and the chemicals have to be sourced from trade partners. So essentially, you know, friendly countries to us. I think that's a that's a great idea. But like the government does typically is it adds a level of complexity that can be difficult to navigate. So again, I think that their intentions are pure, but there are complexities. One of those things is if the car isn't built in the U.S., you may not get the full tax credit or you may not get a tax credit at all if you buy one. And remember, with this whole tax credit thing, it's not just an automatic like here's $7,500 
it goes vehicle by vehicle. And so some cars will qualify and some cars won't. There are also income requirements. Mm. If you make more than $300,000 as a couple, you know, filing that way, then you might not get a tax credit. If the car costs more than $55,000 for cars and $80,000 for SUVs, you won't get the tax credit. Oh, hold on. But there hold is, on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. me and my wife made more than $300,000, I wouldn't care about a tax credit. I'm sorry. I had to say that. Go ahead. Continue. On. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, uh, everybody wants to get what they yeah, right. what they want. You know what that's I'm saying? That's a lot of money, but go you ahead. Have to have, they have to have rules yeah. is, the, is the bottom line. Right. So that's for married filing jointly. Yeah. But if you're single and you make a hundred, the limit is $150,000. So there's plenty of people making less than $150,000 that are single that would, that would love to have that as a credit. So, so, so the loophole then is what? Yes. Yes. Here's the loophole. If you lease the car, so say you find a car, Kia EV6 is a good example. I don't believe that that qualifies for the tax credit any longer, but if you lease it, there's a very strong chance you're going to get the full tax credit. And that is because it's seen as a commercial uh, purchase. In other words, when you lease a car, a Hyundai Ioniq 5, a Hyundai Ioniq 6, a Kia EV6, a Kia EV9 will soon be coming. And they show that in New York. When you lease one of those cars, it's considered a commercial sale because the individual owner of the car, the driver of the car, me or you, doesn't really own it. The bank owns it. Uh, And the bank is therefore entitled to the tax credit as a commercial entity. Right Now, most dealers that we've asked say, hey, we're going to pass that on to the customer. So they don't have to, but most will. So because most people that lease cars are leasing them as a commercial venture anyway, was what you're saying. No, it doesn't have to do with the lease ease intentions. It has to do with the fact that the lease or the credit company is a commercial entity and they therefore are entitled to the tax credit that they may pass on to the customer if they so choose. They're not legally required to do that. But yeah. most dealers we talked to said, yeah, we're going to pass it on to the customer so that we can keep them buying these cars. Okay, so where then, because it obviously sounds a bit complicated, is there somewhere at, at Auto Trader or KBB where people can find a little story on this or something? Yes. Okay. Go to kbb.com slash car dash advice. Okay. And you can find all kinds of info in there. Okay, KBB for Kelly Blue Book, kbb.com yeah. slash car no 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 i did that wrong how did it say it again yeah that's right no i got it wrong kbb.com yeah slash car dash advice oh dash so it's slash and dash yeah oh slash car dash advice slash and dash that's slash a dash. that's a new i think i just made up a new restaurant like uh you know you want a piece of steak here slash dash Okay, I don't know, whatever. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, KBB.com and Auto Trader are uh, sister and brother publications, you might say, under Cox Communications. And Brian is an executive editor over there. Uh, when we come back, you wanted to talk about something to the effect of interest rates, average price of new cars, and what payments yeah. are doing. 
So, um, yeah. and is this information also going to be available under this car advice? So it's slash. Yes, you should be able to find it. Um, yeah, you may have to look a little bit for it, but yeah, it'll be there. Okay. It's, it's basically new and used car buying. Okay, got it. All right, well, we'll take a little break then. Uh, Brian is with the Auto Trader and KBB, and uh, we're going to come back with that. So slash and dash. Uh, time for a slash and dash. And if you're from Australia, you know what they mean when they say slash. It's, that means you have to go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Very nice that he could come back from the bathroom in time to be on the radio with us. Thank you, big Mr. Announcer guy. Brian Moody joining us. Brian, are you there? Brian? Brian? I'm there. Are you in the uh, bathroom? Thankfully, he, <laughs> yes, thankfully, he wasn't breaking the law. He went into the, into the restroom. <laughs> breaking the law. Oh, that's the song in the background. There you go. Okay. Uh, Autotrader.com. Brian Moody, executive editor. Uh, interest rates. You know, I went to go, uh, and I was thinking about refinancing a vehicle, and it was 6.75 interest rate was the best I could find. Yippers. And I was like, what is going on? That was like I got a credit union, too. Is that, is that where it's at kind yeah. of these days, right around there? For most people, it's between 7 and 11%. If you can believe Ooh. it or not, the average is around 95 Yeah, I, I, I thought, and that was, that's what he told me. He goes, look, it, you're not going to find a better deal than that anywhere in town. I'm like, right. oh, yes, I will. Oh, no, I didn't. You know? Right. Wow. But here's why that's important. When you're considering a car, and you know, we sometimes talk about electric cars. Electric cars are more expensive to purchase. But when you buy something that's more expensive, whether it's an electric car or a Cadillac Escalade, whatever it is, the more of the cost you finance, the more it's going to cost you in interest. And now it's really going to cost you. Yeah. So here's just a few little stats for you that I think are quite sobering. For a new car, the interest rate ranges between 7 and 11% about nine and a half percent on average for a used car. Mm. It's about 13%. Oh man. I know. And here's the average monthly payment for a new car, $766 per month. And believe it or not, that's actually on a downward trend. It was a high of 791 in just December of 2022. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I, I, spending $800 a month on a car payment, I wouldn't do that. And I know. by comparison, so here's a little, you might think, oh, well, you know, everything's going up. 
in April of 2018, that average was about $504 per month. Wow. So since 2018 to now, that's a significant increase of about $250 per month in car payments. And one more little stat for you. We track the affordability of cars and how much of an average income it takes to purchase a new car. Right now, it takes almost 43 weeks of a person's income to pay for a car per year. So that's the majority of your salary for one year would go toward a car. Of course, you spread the payments out over a couple of years like most people do. Best thing to do is live up and pay cash. But if you can't do that, that just means that these things are not getting more they are getting more affordable. So the average transaction price of a car, new car, is coming down slightly. It's about in the $47,000 range right now. Mm. It's been coming down gradually. It's below MSRP now for the first time in 20 months. But remember, this is coming down from like the record highest of highs. So don't get too excited when you see the trend going down. It's a good sign for consumers, but at the same time, it's coming down from record highs. So someone who hasn't bought a car in, say, 10 years, five years, you're going to be surprised. Well, I wonder what the payment would be on the car that Josh talked about in the first hour of the show, the DBX 707, the Aston Martin. Like 1200 $1, a month. Or oh, no, no. $270,000. You're talking 5000 bucks a month, something like that. Oh. Yeah, because oh. even though it's 270000 you still can't get more than about seven or eight years financing unless you do something fancy. You know what I mean? Think about that, yeah. having a $5,000 a month car payment. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that's no, just fun. I can't. But, you know. Uh, I, would buy then, more, I, I would buy an apartment building before I would buy a car. I, I know. I Exactly. Now, the other side of this is, here we are, springtime, motorhome season. A friend of mine owns a big RV lot, and I've been working with him for, my gosh, since I was in my 20s. And he's in his, you know, late 70s now. So I thought, I'm going to go see how my buddy Art's doing, you know. So I pull in there and he goes, oh, man, we're selling a lot of RVs. Oh, boy, it's really hot. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, look at that one out there. He says, 129000 bucks." He goes, you know what the payment on that thing is? And I thought, 129000 bucks Because of the 7 or so percent interest rate, your payment on this RV and you, oh yeah, you can spread it out like 20 years because it's considered a second home and it's an RV, mm-hmm. but you still got like a 17 or $1,800 payment and you got to put a big fat down payment. It's like, yeah. it's another house. It is another house, you know, for goodness sakes. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, brother. Thank you. Uh, KBB.com. Uh, you can find that uh, word. I wrote it down here. Come on. The loophole. I don't know. The loophole. Yes. com slash car dash advice. That's what it was. It was slash and dash. That's what you got to remember. That's what I wanted to try and get to. It's time for me to slash and dash because it's the end of the show. Brian, thank you very much. Thank you. Autotrader.com. KBB.com slash car dash advice. I got it right. See you next week, everybody. Have fun this weekend. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra-wide rear gate opening 
making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com.